This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line is open with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Uh, with regard to my little uh, thoughts on uh, school starting and ending and all that kind of stuff. Uh, this agree with you totally, Chuck, from an involved Nana who actually taught in the Lint classroom. She must have filled in for Mrs. Lint oh, with the okay. kindergartners. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Uh, Bobby says school should not start until after Labor Day. Yeah. I, I'm kind of with you on that. I think a lot of kids would like it. Yeah. I think a lot of teachers would like it. Uh, this, uh, good morning. So what's the, what's the reason do you think that that's changed now? Uh, somebody says, and that, that's, that's probably that, that funding. Somebody says, uh, uh, that's because they didn't used to have spring break for high school. Some now have fall breaks as well. That's why they start earlier in the fall. They still want school to end over Memorial day weekend. Okay. Okay. You know, I can't really remember. I've never, never lived in a time where there wasn't a spring break. I I I don't I got to be honest with you. I think spring break. Yeah, I think we had a spring break in high school. I'm not sure in uh I'm not sure we did in uh in junior high. I'm not sure when the old spring break got put into put into motion. Okay. Um, never had a fall break. Never had a fall break. Yeah. And except in college, whatever. Yeah. The end of the semester. Yeah. Fall break we got was Thanksgiving week. And even then it was 3 days. Yeah. Wednesday, I think my Thursday, senior Monday. year was the full week, but teachers still had to go the Monday and Tuesday. Oh, for, uh, for, for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay. But so that's called the fall break. I, if that's the fall break we're talking about, that's the. Only I think fall there's break another fall. Have. I think some do a October break. I think there's there's a lot of it's, sweet. I know. It seems like there's a lot of breaks. Well, take a lot of breaks. Yeah. Start earlier. Start earlier. <laughs> I think we just answered our question, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I uh, I met a morning drive listener yesterday. Mm. Um, another one. I mean, <clears throat> we might be up to 197 now. Um, Allison, um, I was at lunch with the boys and uh, the lucky lady yesterday, and uh, she stopped by and said, "said Hey." Well, that's so nice of that her. was very nice of her. It's very nice mm-hmm. of her. Uh, so the boys were excited to meet excited to meet her, and, and uh, we kind of. Just had a little bit of convo. The uh, the oldest, the young phenom. He is so he is so poli- he's so polite and so um, he's always a guy that wants to meet people and talk to people. I don't know I don't know where he gets that from. <clears throat> but <laughs> before before lunch, the we needed to make sure everybody used the facility, and so I'm I'm helping the youngest one, the three year old, and uh, this I mean this old man, this guy had to be. 90 plus you know he's he's standing there doing his business and the young phenom's like asking him how was your day Are you doing okay <laughs> just being just being nice just being cordial and the, this guy this old man's like what huh he's like are you doing okay today, sir? Are you having a good day? <laughs> yes, I am. And so I don't think he made that guy's day <laughs> but you know he'd already he'd already taken care of his his end of things and he was like just being just being friendly just being nice. You know, just being warm, just being cordial. <laughs> I knew you'd want to know that. 
Six uh, thirty-four this you, morning here on the morning drive. Then later had a conversation that like that's eh, really not a time where we got no, chat people up. I, you know, I, I that's really. I, I mean, I didn't. I didn't. You know, it feels like that that would have been a good teaching moment. Maybe so. It's really but, not a time where you're chatting yeah, up people. Well, I mean, he was just he was just being nice. I didn't. You know, when you I'm, I'm not saying he wasn't yeah, being nice. Yeah, you're probably, but you're probably right. It's not a time that you're looking to chat people up, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. At least he didn't extend his hand to try to shake his hand. So anyway, um, hey, how about this? Lubbock Southwest Little League will be playing in the Junior League Baseball World Series today. This is actually an elimination game. They lost to Honolulu on uh, Sunday, nine nothing. And uh, today they will take on Irmo Little League Southeast. They got to win or go back to school. So, mm. you know, the coach is going to say, hey, fellas, mm-hmm. we win today, we get to stay. You lose today, you got to go to school. That was always tomorrow. That was always something that was motivating <clears throat> back yeah. in the day when you were ever in something that you were allowed to miss school for. Sure. And right. Like, hey, we keep winning. We yeah. miss more days. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. First pitch is scheduled for 10 o'clock this morning. Okay. Yeah, I think it had gotten delayed. I think it was supposed to be played yesterday, and they got backed up. They got backed up? Okay. Yeah. Because of weather or something? I or just, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, this is in uh, in Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Michigan. 6.36 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, Zach Martin made comments, and you heard some of those uh you know, thoughts from uh, Coach Mike McCarthy during a sports center talking about what he brings to the team. In addition to, you know, he's pretty good at right guard. Uh, Zach Martin said he's grateful uh, for his raise. He said, I just think I've been here a long time. I've accomplished some great things, but just felt like where I was in the market, that it's something that had been deserved and felt strongly about it. Obviously, it took a little time, but I'm super grateful to the Joneses. Once we started talking and having that connection, we were able to figure out something that worked for both of us. And he said he'll take things year by year once his current deal is up following the 2024 season and hopes that he'll start feeling good and start feeling like I'm ready to rock after a couple of weeks of practice. Is Trans- that when Maury Povich jumped out and said in the lie detector test that determined that that was a lie? <clears throat> well, translation is... Because someone's like- going to get paid between now and the end of the year and he mm-hmm. won't be the third highest paid guard anymore. It'll yeah. Be the fifth, right. Their seventh again. Right. 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 Well, and what it also tells you is that, like, I mean, there's only so much you can training you can do when you're on your own. Um, Cause he said, he'll, he'll start feeling good and start feeling like I'm ready to rock after a couple weeks of practice. It's not like he's been lining up, taking anybody on there in his backyard. Uh, true, true. Um, but at the same time, I mean, he knows how to – I mean, you, you want to build chemistry with the offensive sure. line, all that good stuff. Sure, sure. Um, but at the same time, I mean, he's he's a veteran. He knows how to mm-hmm. work out, get himself in shape. He'll be fine. Yeah, and you wonder, um, you wonder if he'll be – probably not this week because they'll play at Seattle on Saturday – can't think that he would see any snaps on Saturday, would you? I wouldn't think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there you go. So that's that's the case there. Um, seeing that Jordan Brooks, the former Red Raider, passed his physical. That's he'd had good a, news. He'd had a torn ACL and was on the physical unable to perform list, uh, but he is back with Seattle. 
So he's, he'll join the practice sessions. Uh, I would also think that he probably wouldn't play on Saturday. He's in his fifth year um, with uh, the Seahawks. Fifth so, year already. I, I think I think that's what I think that's what I read. That's surprising. I know that that seems that seems a, well. They uh, apparently excuse me. Maybe this is year four, and they declined his fifth year option. Okay, they declined his fifth year option. So this would be year four. Okay. They, Four. So, so he's played three years. He's that played three. Sense. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes. So this <clears throat> this would be his fourth year to uh, to play for the Seahawks um, after his time here at at Texas Tech. And of course, he was a first round draft choice. Now, if he proves that that knee is stable and ready to go, and he has uh, he has a good year, uh, then you would assume that the Seahawks would do everything they can to retain him. Or I think they like him. Or he becomes a free agent. And he, and has, he says, hey, sorry yeah. about you. You had your chance. Yeah. I'm going to sign with the Bills. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they'll franchise tag him. Hmm. Could be. 639 this morning here on the morning drive. Your thoughts, your comments. Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, commissioner's coming to town next week, Jamie. I don't know if you saw this or not, but he'll be at the Red Raider Club lunch next week. That'll be uh, Brett Yormark. He will uh, be a guest speaker at the Red Raider Club kickoff luncheon. Um, that is uh, next Wednesday, August the 23rd, so a week from today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Joey Mark McGuire and Brett Yormark. All right. You'll probably get some Tom Stone up there as oh, well. Oh, yeah. He's kind of... Well, maybe, maybe he'll get a, a little... Maybe he'll I mean, get a... That's a who's who of... Right. Kirby Hokai will speak. Speakers. Yeah, Kirby right. Hokai. All those kinds of... All, the uh, doors open at 11.15. Program starts at noon. Going band from Raiderland, Spirit Squads, football team, all that kind of stuff. It was... Uh, it'll be... It'll be big doings across the street at Civic Center here in downtown Lubbock next Wednesday. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. This is the 16th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire with a stay in sports history. Going to start in 1947. Hmm. Future Baseball Hall of Fame outfielder Ralph, Ralph Kiner hits three success, uh, three successive Home runs. Three in a row. <laughs> Should have just done that. I knew what I did this morning. <laughs> Today, apparently. Uh, uh, for the host Pittsburgh Pirates in a 12-7 win over the St. Louis Cardinals, both clubs would smash a then-record 10 home runs in the game. Hmm. Oh. oh. Must have been blown out. 20 bombs in one baseball game? No, no. Combined 10. Oh, okay. 1964 St. Louis Cardinals. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 1964 St. Louis Cardinal center fielder Kurt Flood gets eight straight hits in a doubleheader split mm. against the Los, A- Los Angeles Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. 1965, American Football League's ninth franchise is officially awarded to Joe Robbie and television star Danny Thomas. Yes. Miami Dolphins start play in the AFL's Eastern Division in 1966. Danny Thomas, the father of Marlo Thomas, that girl, I mean, she had it back in the day. I have no idea who she is. Well, I mean, if you're 55 plus, maybe 57 plus, and you say that girl, Marlo Thomas, you're like, yeah, she dated Donald. 
Donald. That was the her boyfriend's name. She was the she was like the first Duck? like no single girl like on her own. You know, they did a television series on her. I mean, she was you know, she was just good looking and had had a nice voice and had some moxie. Had moxie. At least she had it on TV. Okay. 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 Uh, you guys learned something today, didn't you? 1981. <laughs> the highest score in a World Cup soccer match mm. happened. Any guesses? 9-8. Uh, Jamie? Um, 14-0. Wow, you were really close. New Zealand wins 13 to nothing over <laughs> Fiji. Wow. Good for you, man. <laughs> Go buy some lotto tickets today. Sure. Yeah. Show I can come up just short? No. Just missed by one. Yeah, but I mean, even if you miss by one, sometimes you, you win some money. You check if you, you? Okay. I mean, yeah. Depending I on which that. one you're going for, for sure. Uh, 1987, New York Mets beat the Chicago Cubs 23-10 to 10 at Wig Wrigley Field. Anyone want to guess who the losing pitcher of this game was? Okay, 1987. Who was it again? Chicago? Mets beat the Cubs 23-10. to 10. Mets beat the Cubs 23-10, to 10, 1987. Uh, was it Greg Maddox? It was Greg Maddox. I don't think he gave up all 23 runs, but did, in fact, take the loss. If you, if you hadn't kind of said it like that, I might have guessed Rick Sutcliffe. Oh, sure. That, there was a, a lead into it to yeah. make it a little easier. I wouldn't have asked if it was some random guy. Yeah. Uh, 2008, Jamaican sprinter Usain Bolt sets a new world record of 9.69 seconds to win the coveted 100-meter gold medal at the Beijing uh, Summer Olympics. A year later, he would improve it to 9.58 at the World Athletic Championships in Berlin. Guy's fast. Heard that rumor. <laughs> <laughs> and in 2022... Philadelphia Phillies win 11-4 over the visiting Cincinnati Reds to make them the ninth major league team with 10,000 franchise victories. They are the last one of those founded in the 19th century. Hmm. They were the first to also lose 10,000 in 2007. It is National Rum Day and National Bratwurst Day. That's a lethal combination there. Too many brats get you in trouble. Too much rum gets you in a lot of trouble. I'm grossed out by both. No brats? No, thank you. Really? Mm -hmm. What a good brat was. I mean, it's good. A little, some mustard on it or some spicy mustard on it. Put it on a bun. <clears throat> Sign me up for some of that. Happy birthday, Mr. 62. Mark McGuire? Tied at 38, three seconds to go, 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. <laughs> it is good. It is good. It is good. Jonathan Garibay has won the game with a 62-yard field goal. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? Woo! Yeah, baby. That ball. Twenty-four today from for Jonathan Garibay, uh, Madonna sixty-five, Steve Carroll sixty-one, James Cameron sixty-nine, Hugh Darvish thirty-seven, and Delano DeShields Jr. thirty-one. 
Now, Chuck, I need you to be careful today. All right. Okay, you specifically. 1948, baseball legend George Herman Babe Ruth dies from cancer in New York City. Okay. His body was uh, uh, laid at the uh, laid in state mm-hmm. at the main entrance of Yankee Stadium for two days. Tens of thousands of people stood in line to pay their last respects. And 1977, music icon Elvis Presley died in Memphis, Tennessee. He was 42. Uh, you know, when he died, it, I always thought I was never an Elvis fan. Allegedly. I thought he... He seemed like really, really old, but now, of course, forty-two. Obviously, he's very was very young. I'm just saying, if the Babe and Chuck and Elvis all died on the same Whoa. day, we'd be worried. Well, you got to be careful today. Okay, this is put me in the same breath as those two guys. A little sarcasm there. And that's this day in sports history. All right, that's this day in sports history. Uh, I think. Let's see. Uh, some thoughts from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um. There's agreement with me for these for the uh, seasoned citizens that are listening to our show this morning. That girl was hot. Yep. Marlo Thomas is the St. Jude's Children's Hospital spokesperson, isn't she? Yep. She's Danny Thomas's daughter. I agree with Chuck. She was, quote, that girl. She was that girl. Marlo Thomas? Marlo Thomas. You got a young Marlo Thomas, not old Marlo. I mean, she's like 80-something years old now. But, she said some work done. <laughs> but Marlo Thomas back in the day, Marlo Thomas back in the day, I mean, she just, she had it. She had it. She had it. Yeah. You, you got to just, you got to go, you know. Yeah, don't look at a new picture. No, right. There you go. Yeesh. Yeah, but no, look at, this is the picture you want to look at. The, yeah, I looked at the, it. The, the, the brunette, yeah. The brunette Marlo Thomas. Uh, let's Somebody says, happy birthday, Jonathan Garibay. Is he in an NFL camp? Not that I'm aware of. Haven't seen uh, anything uh, on that. Uh, gentlemen, first day of school today. Right, we've discussed that. What was your favorite meal for lunch? I brown bagged it. I took my lunch. Um, this person says, it doesn't make sense. The kids will not eat their lunch anymore. Are you uh, in the lunchroom? Are you monitoring this? Hmm. I was Friday, man. The pizza corn yes. combination at school was phenomenal i like the pizza squares i would always mm-hmm. you know pizza squares um, i'm with you on that school cafeteria corn is the best corn corn like the just the individual just the or on the cob or Not just on the cob no just just whatever they fed us in school it was awesome really my favorite what? corn I've ever had. Really? Wow. Would not, would not, would not, that seems a little odd, but I would not. Have it thought, does. I would and not, it is. I would not have thought that. But the yeah. Italian sausage pizza squares were just, I don't know. It was, it just, uh, it was very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. But generally speaking, generally speaking, uh, I took, took my lunch, brown bagged it. Um, felt like I could get more, take more. Plus, I mean, we, in those days, it, there wasn't a free lunch. It was, it cost money, and so the Heinz kids, we we brown bagged it. Dollar and ten cents. Dollar and ten cents. Yep, that's how much it cost. In about four out of five days, I saved it so I can buy two packs of baseball cards okay. on the way home and just <laughs> skip lunch. Skip lunch. Yep. Okay, gotcha. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Baseball cards were forty cents each with three cents tax, so I uh-huh. get two for. 86 cents, two packs. 
get off the bus early by the store, walk home, open up my two packs of cards, be a happy kid. Okay. And your parents never knew that. And ready to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my parents were well aware. They didn't care. They didn't care. It's like, hey. If you want to starve yourself, starve yourself. I don't care. Is that where the, did your dad say to you? You do you. You do you. Is that where where it started? No, but my dad was very much a, "Eh, you'll figure it out. Whether you like it or not, or it's a good idea or not, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. That's on you. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. To have you with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Both uh, the Rangers and the Astros won last night. Rangers remain three and a half ahead of the Strohs. They'll play the Angels tonight. Astros play again in Miami as uh, they face the Marlins. We'll have the broadcast for you at 5:10 on uh, 100.7. The score: Rangers at 6:30 as uh, they take on the Halos with a 7:05 first pitch from Arlington. Both teams have tomorrow off, and then the Rangers entertain the Brewers over the weekend, and the Astros entertain the Seattle Mariners over the weekend. Uh, Friday night, and then uh, Saturday afternoon for the Rangers, Saturday night for the Astros, and then both teams play Sunday afternoon. Of course, we'll have all the games for you on our stations. And also on Saturday night, the Rangers conveniently playing in the afternoon so the Cowboys can play that night. That was very nice of them. It was very nice of them, right? <laughs> so we'll have, uh, have Cowboys... Stay. You're going to have to stay up late on Saturday. I know. Cowboys, Cowboys uh, have a late game. They play at Seattle at at 8. Uh, kick will be at 9. So, yeah, you're right. I'll, uh, and all the important Cowboys will be off the field by 9.15. We'll I'm, be fine. I, I'm telling you, the these these games, these uh, exhibition games, are <clears throat> they're getting more and more competitive each year. Okay? So, the I mean, they're <clears throat> they're not necessarily real games, but they're – they're real competitive. They're fun. I think they're fun to watch. It's been fun for me. So I've I've enjoyed it. You really like football. I I'm surprised that you haven't gotten into the, you know, going to high school football game thing. No, I I I, I mean, did. I mean, I, I I did a number of high school games. I mean, for years. Um, but if, I, I mean, if you're going to be, I mean, like you said, it's a competitive football game. I mean, yeah. you like sports, yeah. so watch sports, right? Right. And so it's a competitive football game on Saturday night, even though it's going to be for the majority guys that aren't going to be big time mm-hmm. factors for either team. Yeah. You know, um, I just, you know, high school football games are competitive. No, games. I know. It's yeah. it's just be quite honest with you. There's lots of people there to talk to also. Well, I, I know. It's just, I mean. You gotta get, we get the into, this, into that. We get into this time of year, you know, and you know, it's Saturdays are big for us with our coverage of tech football, and it's an all-day affair and all evening. And by the time I get done on Friday night, I just I'm tired, and just need a need a little you all know right. time to fuel up for mm-hmm. for Saturday. Um, and so that's that's I guess primarily my my deal, and just you know having having duties that take me till six o'clock on home games. Well, tech talk will be over at the Overton again this year before, uh, before the Saturday games. So then we'll have, uh, you know, optimum game day live all day on, uh, on Saturdays, you know, so we got a lot going, we got a lot going on. 
See, what really surprises me, Jamie, he likes watching these non-conference, uh, <clears throat> the, these non these preseason games mm-hmm. with guys who are going to be wor- working for uh, the UPS? UPS and flipping burgers they're gonna, and doing all those things in like two why weeks. Why is it always UPS? They're, the they're going to take a pay cut to, to uh, go play these exhibition games because... And the UPS drivers with their latest agreement are going to make like 170 grand a year. Bye. <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, don't no, no. don't dismiss these guys. But Chuck is enjoying the heck out of these games, and and and, yeah. and enjoy. And he will watch the Cowboys game at 11:30 on Friday, on Saturday night because it's a competitive game. But won't watch the XFL. Same guys. It's. Right. It's not real football. Um, Same guys. And the USFL, not real football. It's in the wrong time of the year. It's it's baseball time or it's, you know, college football time, college basketball time. You know, it it, it interferes with the with my fall, winter, spring, summer rotation of sports. It's so, the same guys. I just same I, guys trying to make a roster. I don't so. care for it. I just don't. I just don't care for it. I'm sorry. It's just Garrett uh, Love says we need to let Chuck rest on Friday. We need him prime on Saturday for the Coors Light post game show. Yeah, looking forward to uh, spending some time with with uh, Mr. Luft. He's he's a smart guy. He's very always very insightful. On I mean, he takes copious notes. He plays. Jeff, complete you think attention. that when people have mentioned. You know, doing a show with Jeff and Jamie in the morning. He ever goes, "Oh, those two, they're smart guys." No, no, I, I no, I'm Never very, always very, I'm very complimentary. I'm Didn't very say you wouldn't be complimentary. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree with Jeff. <clears throat> yeah, but you probably don't call it smart like Garrett is. Well, I mean, I mean, he's at a different level. He's, yeah. I mean, he's number two over there at Monterey. At you know, stomping them out at 50th in uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. You know, keeping them all in line, stomping co- them out, co- coaching them up. You know, stomping <laughs> them out. Well, I mean, like the the undisciplined kids. He's you know he's he's, he's taking care of those. You're wording sometimes. <laughs> I mean, in the hierarchy of the building, Jamie's number three. Stomping them out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Stomping them out. <laughs> okay. Uh, continuing with our freak list here. Okay. Uh, Jalen Hutchings. Uh, this is uh, from Bruce Feldman's article in The Athletic. Three Red Raiders named to his freak list, which I got to be completely honest with you. There's I probably have never, a little freak in everybody. There is. I had never heard of this list before. So if it makes me a bad person, I'm a bad person. But they list uh, Jalen Hutchings. He's he's listed at number 63 on this list. Miles Cole, number 35, and Tyler Owens is number 29. Uh, Hutchings, six foot, 295. Um, once a high school running back, now can bench 500 pounds and squat 700. Has been clocked at 18 miles per hour. Have you ever had anybody clock you at how fast you can run? Not run. But serve, I guess, right? No, drive. Drive, okay. <laughs> right. I've had people clock oh, me. Yeah, and I've your, been always appreciated it when you're, they did it. You're 64 all the time. You're 64. I'm in a 65. Six, Sometimes no. you're 60. No. It's just on the way to work that I drive slow. I'm usually, you know, right at the limit or just barely over. Okay. But okay. why is it coming to work? Your, is it? Just I'm not you, in a hurry to get here. You're dreading. I'm not saying I'm dreading it. I'm okay. just not in a hurry. Okay. It's also early in the morning, so I'm kind mm-hmm. of chill. Got to wake up. 
And I'm, I'm I don't wake up with full throttle. Mile, you know, going a mile a minute. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm not really a morning person, in case right. you couldn't tell. <laughs> We're accustomed to your your uh, style, okay? We're, style. We've, we've gotten style. used to it, yeah. Uh, as far as uh, Jalen Hutchings, 50 tackles, five and a half for losses in 2022. 50 tackles is a big number for a it guy a, on the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times you're talking about those defensive tackles being the guys that, hey, we need you to, to take up space on the line there as far as – you know, engage with an offensive lineman so he can't get through and get to the next level and block your linebackers and and they take on those those offensive linemen and then allow the the linebackers to be the stars and make plays all yeah. over the place. And so for him being an inside guy to have fifty tackles, that's a big number. He was the second highest graded defensive tackle returning in the Big Twelve. Hmm. And according to this article, easily Texas Tech's highest graded performer by pro football by the pff pro football i said he was also a nifty high school yeah running no back. right Why i said that, yeah. mentioned that he's a texas tech running back too didn't we hand him the ball and let him score a touchdown uh, last year yeah, maybe, OU? yeah right right uh this is what uh, right this is what tim DeRuder says he's the defensive coordinator he's really light on his feet and plays extremely hard he can burst and go and moves well enough where he probably could play some goal line fullback in some packages at the next level why not this level well maybe you'll see him in there that may be a question for I think coach was, mcguire i think it was the ou game am i misremembering yeah, I, that I, I think you're right i was pretty sure I, it was a home game okay i think that's a that's a question for for the head coach it's like hey do you th- or maybe even uh the offensive coordinator zach kitley do you see jalen hutchings in a Goal line situation kind of deal. Be interesting to see what they say. My get my guess is Coach Kitley would be a little more coy about it than Coach McGuire. He'd yeah. be like, "Oh yeah, man, we got four or five guys that could do that, play that role, you know." But yeah, you might see him in there. If I was them, I would say, "Oh, we're just worried about him making tackles, not right now. We're not worried about you, him running the football." You would be the perfect head coach. No, I wouldn't be the perfect head coach, but Speaker. I would be really good at coach speak. Yeah, you would. You would hate me as the head coach here. You would hate me. I can just see you. I can I see you now so standing behind me. drab and boring and give right, you no information. We'd never go. We'd, <laughs> we'd just skip it. We'd just skip it. We knew it wasn't going to be. And if it, I thought it was a dumb question, I'd probably just roll my eyes and move on to the next one. You'd, be, next you'd be like, is there a question there? Another question. Is there yeah. a question? I would be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. If you made a statement. Yeah. Is there a I question just, there? I would just go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 725. Jamie's question of the day is next this or morning. Maybe statement. On the morning drive. No, you... You ask questions, and sometimes we answer them, and sometimes we we answer them fully. <laughs> the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. All right, so we're going to steal from last segment's question and conversation. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask you guys to give me three. Oh, man. Three freak athletes mm-hmm. for Red Raider football over the years that you mm-hmm. feel like 
man, this guy would have been on the list if they had a freak athlete list. And I'm taking two names off the board. Patrick Mahomes. And Michael Crabtree. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> if you didn't name those two, you should probably just get up from this job and walk out the door. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So three freak athletes that were Red Raider football players. Goodness gracious. This is hard. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. Okay. I mean, so let, I'll throw some out there. Okay, okay. I'll take Dwayne Slay. Okay. Yeah. He's just, yeah. Zaire Smith. Red Raider football. Oh, you just want football. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll take Dwayne Slay. Mm-hmm. I'll take. Colby Whitlock, okay, who I thought was a defensive tackle who just moved really, really well. They'd How always, about Zach Thomas? They would always talk about him being a guy that, um, you know, he was a wrestler in high school and mm-hmm. that factored into him being a great. I, I don't know about Zach Thomas. Like I would say he's a freak athlete. Okay. Okay. He's just a really, really good football player. How about okay. uh, another name that I would go with? Jarrett Hicks. I was thinking of a receiver like uh, Carlos Francis. Would you put him in that category? Maybe. He was a great wide receiver. You know? Jakeem Grant, Jason Morrow. Jakeem Grant, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was trying to think of somebody more back in the day. Um, Wes Welker. Yeah. There you go. Uh, somebody brings up Monte Rager. It's a good one. Tyrone Thurman, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason Morrow, too. Yeah, no doubt. Now, as d- big as he was. Different type of freak. Than... Yeah, but as big as he was and as well as he moved, I still, mm-hmm. I still, to this day, am shocked that he didn't turn into a great NFL tight end. Yeah, I, I think Injuries obviously hurt him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I think about rush edge guys, what about McKinner Dixon? Sure. He had kind of a checkered career here for yeah. the Red Raiders. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, somebody brings up Brandon Carter, LaRaven Clark. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, somebody brings up Gabe Rivera. That's before my time, but certainly. Yeah, never really saw him play, so that would be hard for me to judge, but I'll take your word for it. I mean, you've seen... Um, it didn't translate, <clears throat> but Colin Schooler always seemed like... I really parallel him with Zach in a lot of ways, but in a modern college football where he wasn't the biggest guy, but always where he needed to be and always making the play. It it felt like while he was here. Had the biggest hair, though. Did have the biggest hair. I saw where he is. um, This was probably a few weeks ago, but he was trying out at WWE. Oh, Brandon Carter? (laughs) No. No, Colin Schooler. Oh, Colin Schooler. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. it felt like that um, was a perfect fit for him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah uh, Monte Rager and Aaron Hunt's a great answer. Both those. How guys. about uh, how about Bam Morris? I wouldn't list him that way. He's just a big dude who okay. powered over people. When I when I think of a freak athlete, I think of a guy who's super athletic. Mm-hmm. Like like you know, there's a couple basketball players that have been mentioned. One by Jeff and and. And also Tyreek, and and there were no no question, great great crazy athletes. Mm-hmm. So either crazy athletic or big guys who moved really well. You know, I you know one of the guys wide receiver wise that I might put on this list because was Antoine Wesley, who I felt like went up and high pointed the ball 
as good as any receiver Tech has ever had. I, I, if it was a 50-50 ball in Antoine Wesley's area, I felt like it was a 70-30 ball. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's... I mean, he, and he wasn't like super buff or, I mean, wasn't a thick physical receiver. He just always seemed to somehow out jump or out position guys. Uh, three people have just listed Tyree Wilson, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. Totally yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, what about DeAndre Washington? Here, here's one for you that is going to be before your. I believe he's before your time. He was right in the beginning of my um, Texas Tech um, era here and coming to coming to Lubbock. And I thought of him, and I just went to this deal. It said top fifty Red Raiders of all time, and it lists him at number forty six. But Zebby Lethridge. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's some numbers on Zebby. He is still number five on the Tech career passing yards list. And he's also a guy that, that had a, you know, a, ground and, a ground game, too. He rushed for 845 yards. Did not play for very good teams from 94 to 97. But well, they're, those, in, they're in bowl games every year. Yeah. But, I mean, they were... That was my time as a Red Raider. It was your time? And I am a huge... Massive Zebby Lethridge fan. Okay, when I was a hosting a hosting a radio show on the campus radio station at that time, uh-huh. it felt like it was every Tuesday night, and every Tuesday night it was um, a battle with other tech fans that didn't like Zebby and me. Okay, who was one hundred percent behind Zebby? Um, he's definitely a, a freakish athlete, no question. Yeah, and I'm told he was a stud at all sports. Estacado, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was a great, great basketball player as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but, okay. Good. I'm glad you agree corner, with me on that. And cornerback in the NFL for the Dolphins. Uh, this person says I played YFL against Zebby's little brother. Okay. He was with the Cowboys for a while too, but I think he actually only got into an NFL game with the Dolphins. Okay. Somebody says Zebby was great. Yeah, I loved Zebby. Yeah. Huge okay. fan. Uh, was that during your DJ Tony K? That is exactly right. D- Tony Kane. Kane K, DJ Tony K. K, just K. DJ Tony K days. Okay. Did we list Brandon Williams? Mm, That's a good one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, super long-armed and moved well for as big as he was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why he was a... a, I can't remember what round, but he was taken. Would you put Kerry Hyder on that list? That's a good one because that's a big guy that moved well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he always felt like he was undersized Mm -hmm. to play where he played. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adele Duckett. Somebody says him. Yeah. Somebody brings up Tracy Saul. Maybe we've, I think we've brought Yeah, that. and he's before my time, and so many people have talked about how great he was. So I, I wish I had knew more about Tracy. Him. Yeah, but like a great return man mm-hmm. and a defensive back. Yeah. Yeah, so. And he, he was just a good athlete. You know, really good athlete. Here's the guy I was trying to come up with the name. Uh, and this is before my time, and but people that, you know, grew up here will remember him. Uh, Andre Tillman. Tight end um, was part of the '73 uh, team that went 11 and one. Uh, he was All American. He's six six two thirty one. Caught twenty six balls, four hundred twenty eight yards, six touchdowns. I mean, that's in an era where you know he didn't throw the ball a great deal, mm-hmm. um, and then played uh, for the Dolphins for five years. So that, that's a that's a guy that I was he he was kind of Jason Morrow before Jason Morrow. Because he's was sure. b- because he was big, six six. Sure. Um, who, who would you say is the better athlete between these two specific players, D- 
Danny Amendola or Wes Welker? I, I think Danny's say. the better athlete, but I think Welker had the better career here. I would go Wes. I would go Wes across the board. Um, here's Danny one. was more physical. Here's one for you. How about um, how about and I would Eric? say Wes had a better NFL career too. How about Eric Ward? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, talk about a little guy that could pack catch. A punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No well. doubt. Uh, somebody says Welker, Welker over Danny. Both were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody brings up James Hadnot. I thought about him. Another guy um, from my first days in Lubbock and watching him play, and he was a terrific high school player, but he was really good here as Lloyd Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, here's one. Jamal, uh, Jamal Wall. Yep. That's a yep. great answer. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Mm-hmm. Who was like 2,000-yard rusher in high school. Yeah, he was great. Marcus Coleman, somebody brought up, and that's a name I should have mentioned earlier. <laughs> I mean, long-armed defensive back. I mean, could hit. Could it really, really hit? Had a nose for the ball. He's, I mean, obviously had good NFL career as well. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Continues to be open. Lots of good participation. Good classroom participation today on the first day of school. Hopefully everybody got off the, off the block okay today and everybody survives. Uh, getting in there and the awkwardness of, you know, new teacher, new room, you know, with, you know, new classmates, you know, then having to deal with the parent questions when they get home. How was your first day of school? Did you meet anybody new? Did you meet anybody that you're going to be friends with for the rest of your life? You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, this from Jamie. Is that what you're supposed to? Is that what you're supposed yeah, that's how you to respond. Say. Yeah, yeah. No, is that what you're supposed to say? Did you meet anybody that you're going to be best friends with the rest of your oh, life? I don't know. I just kind of, it just kind of came out. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I always enjoy the conversation with my my youngest because, you know, I'll ask the proverbial, you know, how was school? Did you learn anything new? Fine. Any funny stories? No. And her response is, I know you don't care. You just want to hear about basketball practice. (laughs) That's how she responds. Wow. Wow. And then you go. (laughs) But I say the right things, right? I pretend that the other stuff matters. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. And, it's, a, it's a running joke the two of us have. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure mom just really loves that. Yeah. Uh, this response to Jamie's, to the uh, statement from the Yates Morning Center chat line, I thought I saw Jay at the hardware store, blah, blah, blah. Didn't want to approach him, blah, blah, blah. Because I know huge celebrity slash tennis aces hate that. Hate that. Jamie. Blah, blah, blah. Talking about Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> you should have come to say hi, despite the picture that Chatty Chuck likes to paint of me. I actually do enjoy meeting people and saying hi. I just don't talk the ear off of people or tell them every detail of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I like to meet people. Say hi. Shake a hand. Yeah. You know, I don't hand a business card out. Sorry. That's okay. Um, it's not your not your job. Not my deal. Yeah. 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 But I do like to meet people. Okay. You know, every once in a while, I want to be able to tell Chuck, hey, I met a morning drive listener. I feel right. like I get left out. <laughs> uh, I actually tell people, uh, hey, just uh, just so you know, it was great to meet you, whoever. Uh, I probably won't mention your name on there. Like Chuck does. <laughs> there's, there's probably some that go, hey, just, you know, don't. I, I remember I... 
Remember, I, I never give last names. I just say first. I just say first names. Uh, this from the Eighth Flooring Center chat line. This is this is a tough one. My six year old hit me with tears and said, "Please don't leave me, Dad." Tugging the heartstrings, day Man. one. Please don't leave me, Dad. Well, wow, that's a, that's a tough one right there. Uh, this person says, "Next time I'll say hello." Yes, okay. please do. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of mo- emotions. Whether it's uh, it's funny, you just go through the different stages, right? But uh, sure. es- especially with the uh, with the youngest, right? The, mm-hmm. Whether you're a preschool or a kindergartner, I mean, I'm sure that's that's for those parents. That's mm-hmm. emotional. And as your kids get older, and you're you're thinking to yourself, "Man, time's flying by. She's already in." sixth grade or she's right. already a mm-hmm. sophomore or whatever mm-hmm. so i think it i think it gets emotional usually the kids don't cry when they're older right <laughs> don't leave me dad right <laughs> they might complain do i really have to do this <laughs> don't leave me dad that's hard yeah that, that's a hard one uh the tui family has responded to michael orr the retired star and uh feature of uh, the blind side movie from god 14 years ago um they uh responded to the allegations claiming that Orr threatened to go public with his story if they did not pay him 15 million dollars attorney martin singer issued a statement on the tui's behalf that called Orr's claims outlandish and said that the idea that the family ever sought to profit off of mr Orr is not only offensive it's transparently ridiculous in reality, the Tuies opened their home, offered him structure, support, and most of all, unconditional love, consistently treated him like a son and one of their three children. His response was to threaten them, including saying that he would plant a negative story about them in the press unless they paid him $15 million. Attorney Don Barrett, a member of Orr's legal team, said in a statement, we try cases in the courtroom based on the facts. We have confidence in our judicial system and in our client, Michael Orr. Blah, blah, blah. We believe that the justice system will be served in the courtroom. We hope to get there quickly. In the meantime, in the meantime, um, the uh, Tuies say that they have um, basically all the evidence. They insist that any money received be divided equally. They have made good on that pledge. The evidence documented in profit participation checks and studio accounting statements is clear over the years the twoies have given mr Orr an equal cut of every penny received from the blind side even when mr Orr started to threaten them about what he would do unless they paid him an eight-figure windfall and as a part of that shakedown effort refused to cash the small profit checks from the twoies they just still deposited mr Orr's equal share into a trust they set up for his son Orr has actually attempted to run this place several times this is according to attorney singer for the twoies uh, but it seems that numerous other attorneys stopped representing him once they saw the evidence and learned the truth. Sadly, Mr. Orr has finally found a willing enabler and filed this ludicrous lawsuit as a cynical attempt to drum up attention in the middle of his latest book tour. Orr asked for a judge to terminate the conservatorship to the Tuies, uh for in, in, in August for a, uh, of 2004 for a full accounting of money, blah, blah, blah. Singer said the family will not oppose the termination of the guardianship, but will not hesitate to defend their good names, stand up to this shakedown, and defeat this offensive lawsuit. I hear it like that. I hear somebody defend themselves with full force like that and provide evidence. Makes me makes me believe the Tuies. It just it just makes my heart hurt. Oh, it's sad, no doubt. I mean, this oh, just totally feels like a. Now, two guys over the last few months, you know, when we go back to 
your boy Huggins. Like, okay, did a stupid thing, did the right thing, quits, right? I'm I'm going to resign, did the right thing. And then all of a sudden is like, oh, wait, I need to make more money off of this. And it's just like you went from us going, hey, good job, you know, taking responsibility for your actions to, oh, my gosh, you're making a fool of yourself pretending that you didn't resign and you want more money. Mm hmm. And now we're in the same situation with Michael Orr, which was a, a good story. Uh, maybe it's not as, as gooey as we all wanted it to be in the or was in the movie. Okay. But this, I mean, it just from the get go, I, th I think almost everybody felt like, eh, this just feels like Michael Orr's wanting more money. A bit of a money grab. Yeah, money mm -hmm. grab. And, um, it, as I said to you yesterday, it's hard for me to believe when they took this young man in, they thought immediately, okay, we're taking him in, and they were seeing dollar signs at the mm -hmm. time. Okay? Um, I think Michael Orr deserves, I mean, a fair cut of everything, and I sure hope that he's been getting it and will continue to get it. Um, but it's just a... I don't know. I, I I still don't want to go too harsh one way or the other, but I, I'm going to tell you it. I, I feel like exactly what you just said, and um, and it's just really sad. And I'm anxious for this to go to court because I, I want to know. I, I really am interested in the truth. You know what they're going to find out, and is Michael Orr going to end up making himself look like a buffoon? It, my money is on that, okay? It's going to make him look really bad. Um, but I just, it's just sad to me. Sure it is. Absolutely sad. It's sad, and it's crazy what money does to all of us. No doubt. And um, it, I, almost, I almost have the feeling that the attorney for Orr, once he sees all the evidence, may go, hey, man, uh, I am resigning as your attorney because you don't have a shot. Well, that, I mean, that's what the two is, are claiming happened previously and numerous times. Feels like this guy would have known that by now, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Feels like this guy would have known that by now. Maybe he's just trying to make him a name for himself and, you know, unfortunately make a bunch of money off of it, but off of legal fees and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But this is, I mean, this... If if what the Tuies are saying, it's a terrible look for them. If what Orr is saying is is true, then it's a terrible look for the Tuies. I mean, it's a terrible look for Orr if the Tuies are right. Correct, correct. Yeah, if yeah. what they're saying is true, yeah, it's a terrible look for Orr. If yeah. what Orr is saying is true, it's a terrible look for the Tuies. And uh, obviously, a, I mean, a great thing that they did to help this young man, and it's just a fractured relationship that that's really sad. It is sad, but yeah. it kind of sounds like it's been fractured for some time. Yeah, I mean, you know, the report there that SJ was saying that he's been threatening them for years. Yeah. Yeah. So, and who, by the way, director of ops for UCF football team. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that. The son. The SJ is. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. played, it, and like you said yesterday, he played in a basketball game here yeah. in Lubbock. Crazy. Isn't that amazing? That's just shocking. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.